بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Welcome to one and all for the fixed segment and this week Alhamdulillah we will be continuing from where we left off uh, with regard to the conditions of Salah we have started the chapter on Salah having concluded the chapter on Taharat and cleanliness and all things related to cleanliness we mentioned last week that wudu is the key to salah and salah is the key to jannah we know cleanliness is next to godliness at-tuhuru shatrul iman that cleanliness is half or a great portion of iman so having concluded this chapter on cleanliness and taharat we began with the chapter on salah Last week we discussed the conditions of Salah and just a brief recap um, on a few points from the conditions of Salah we mentioned that a male setter should be covered and what is a male setter? The area of the body that, should, that needs to be covered at all times and needs to be covered in order for Salah to be correct. Now this setter is just the absolute minimum that needs to be covered. However, we know we must dress uh, accordingly. We must dress in a modest fashion at all times. A male sitter is from the navel to the knee. From above the navel to below the knee, that is the sitter of a male. That means that needs to be covered at the bare minimum for a salah to be completed. A female sitter is her entire body except her face and her hands to the wrist. According to some ulama, the feet may be open as well. A female setter is her entire body except her face and her hands up to her wrists and her feet. What is tahara? As we mentioned, tahara means one's body should be free from all najasat, all types of filth and impurities. In the beginning of the book, we discussed what types of impurities we find. There is two types, najasat haqiqi, najasat hukmi. Najasat haqiqi or a direct impurity would mean that najasat or impurity which can be seen. For example, urine, blood, stool, wine, etc. These type of najasat or these type of impurities can be seen. So they are referred to as najasat haqiqi. Um, and the next type of najasat, which is najasat hukmi, is that najasat or impurity which cannot be seen. For example, if a person is not in a state of wudu, if a person is not in a state of ghusl, that means a person is in a state of hadath or janabah, they are in need of making wudu and they are in need, or they may be in need of making ghusl. So a person needs to be free from all these types of impurities, both those that can be seen and those which cannot be seen. Uh, a person needs to be free from all types of najasat before commencing salah. It is necessary that a person should be free from both types of najasa. We know that facing the Qibla, as we mentioned last week, is a condition of Salah as well, that one should face towards the Kaaba Sharif when performing Salah. We are ordered to face the Kaaba Sharif. Why? Because the Kaaba is the house of Allah. And we know in Islam, our first Qibla was Baytul Maqdis, or what we refer to as Palestine, as Masjid Al-Aqsa. That was the first Qibla of Islam. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mention فَوَلِّ وَجْهَكَ شَطْرَ الْمَسْجِدِ الْحَرَامِ 
that now start facing the Masjid al-Haram in Makkah, the Kaaba Sharif. Start facing that when you are performing salah. Wherever you may be, ensure that you are facing the Kaaba Sharif. So that is why facing the Kaaba Sharif whilst reading salah, that is our Qibla. That is why we must face the, uh, the Kaaba and the Qibla when we are reading salah. The direction of the Holy Kaaba is called the Qibla. So namaz itself, when should namaz be performed? Namaz is compulsory firstly five times a day. We know that salah is compulsory five times a day. We have fajr, we have Dhuhr, we have asr, we have maghrib, and we have isha. These are the five compulsory salahs. Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wasallam, when he was given the gift of salah, it was initially 50 salahs. Then Azal Musa والسلام, encouraged him to go back to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to decrease the amount of salah. And eventually it was decreased by five, 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 eventually till it was five. Nabi Karim وسلم, was promised that your ummah will read five salahs but they will get the reward of fifty. So this is the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This salah is a key to the treasures of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like we mentioned last week, for every amal Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept the salah. For most type of amal, whether a person wants to read salatul tawbah for repentance, a person is in need, he reads salatul hajah, a person wants uh, to ask Allah for good, he says salatul istikhara, a person wants rain, he reads salatul istisqa, a person reads salah at the time of khusuf and kusuf, that is the lunar and solar eclipses. So there's different types of salah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept for us for every uh, possible eventuality for every need of ours Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept salah meaning that this salah is the key to the treasures of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it is the way to ask Allah is to read salah and then beg and make dua from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so this salah must be read five times a day the salah should not be read any salah, no nafil salah should be performed between asr and maghrib Except qaza and janazah salah can be performed between asr and maghrib. No salah should be performed at zawal when the sun has reached the highest point, what we refer to as the zenith. When the sun is at its highest point, no salah is to be performed. Alright? And no nafid salah to be performed after the fard of fajr, up to about 10-15 minutes after sunrise. And that is the time we refer to as ishraq. So no nafil salah to be performed between asr and maghrib. No nafil salah to be performed after the fard of fajr salah. After the fard of fajr salah, right up to 15 minutes after sunrise, which is what we term as ishraq. So no nafil salah should be read between these two times. Then the prohibited times of salah is if a person should not read any type of salah at the time of sunrise, at the time of sunset, and at the time of zawal. Salah is forbidden at these three times, at the time of sunrise, at the time of sunset, at the time of zawal, when the sun is at its highest point. Because this is the times that the sun worshippers pray. And we must not imitate or in any way be associated with those worship the sun or carry out their practices at the time of sunrise, sunset and zawal. So that is why we should not read salah at these times.
Okay, my dear respected elders and brothers, sisters, I will just go through namaz and salah and the chart of how many rakats in each salah total. So in fajr salah, there are four rakats. Two are sunnah, mu'akkada, and two are fard. So the two sunnah mu'akkada will be read before the fard. And with this, Nabi Karim sallallahu has mentioned that these two rakats is more valuable than the whole world and what it contains. That's how valuable the two rakats of fajr sunnah is. The two rakats sunnah of fajr is the most highly stressed upon sunnahs from any salah. The two rakats of sunnah before fajr salah. To that effect that if a person walks into the masjid and the imam has started the fajr salah already, he should still read the two rakat sunnah if he feels that he will make it in time before the imam concludes the fajr salah. He will be able to join the salah. In that case too, he should make sure that he reads the two rakat sunnah salah. The only time he should leave it is if he feels that if I'm going to start my salah, I'm going to miss jama'ah completely. That means I won't even catch the, the, the salam before salam. So even if a person is going to miss rakats, we know that in other sunnats, if we're going to be uh, uh, reading those sunnats, we, we're going to miss even a rakat of a fard namaz, we should not read it, but rather we should read the fard salah and read the sunnah after if, if it's possible. Like for instance, for instance, with regard to zohar salah, a person can read that four rakats after the zohar salah, after his other two rakat sunnah. But... In the case of Fajr Salah, a person should read the two rakat sunnah even if there is a chance that he might miss one or both rakats of his Fajr, but as long as he can catch the Imam before Salam. But if he feels that he's going to catch, he's going to miss the Salah completely, then only in that instance should he leave out the two rakat sunnah Salah. So, so uh, much emphasis has been laid on the reading of the two rakats of sunnah before Fajr. Dhuhr consists of 12 rakats. Um, there are four sunnah mu'akkada. Before the fard, there are four fard. Two sunnah mu'akkada after fard and two nafil. Asr salah comprises of eight rakats. Four sunnah ghair mu'akkada. The difference between mu'akkada and ghair mu'akkada is those sunnahs that were stressed upon and those that were less stressed upon. We should, we should endeavor to try and read all the sunnah whether they are mu'akkada or ghair mu'akkada. The mu'akkada, however, we cannot leave out. The ghair mu'akkada, if from time to time we miss it, it will be fine. However, we should endeavor to try and read all the rakats every day, inshallah. Asr salah, like I say, comprises of eight rakats. There are four sunnah ghair mu'akkada before the fard and then four fard. Maghrib salah consists of seven rakats. There are no sunnahs before maghrib salah. So you will read the three fard of Maghrib, followed by two sunnah mu'akkada and two nafr. Isha salah comprises of 17 rakats. So there are four sunnah ghair mu'akkada before the fard. There are four fard, two sunnah mu'akkada after the fard. There are two nafr then, followed by three rakats wajib of witr. Now this three rakats wajib of witr is basically wajib in the sense that even if a person if a person misses out his isha salah, then he not only has to make qada of the isha salah, but he needs to make qada of the witr salah as well. 
There is no qaza for any sunnah or any nafil namazes. However, there is qaza for the witr, the three rakats, witr, wajib. Of course, there is qaza for fajr. If a person has to miss his salah and now he's reading it in, a, in another time, he's not reading that salah in its time, he's reading it later, he missed that salah for some reason, for some valid reason. And now he needs to read that salah to cover it up. So there will be qada for only the fajr salah, or I mean for only the fard salah rather. Um, but the only other salah that you will read qada of is the three rakats of witr wajib of isha. So if a person misses his isha completely, he will make qada of the four rakats of fard as well as the three rakats of witr wajib as well. Alright, so this concludes the lesson for today. Alhamdulillah, we've covered most of the masail with regard to uh, the conditions of salah, the times of salah, as well as the amount of rakats that are in each and every salah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept, may Allah ta'ala make it such that we are consistent and pardoned with our salah and inculcate this habit into our children from a young age. As well, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us all and make it easy for us to practice on deen. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.